Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your message towards us. We thank you for not giving up on us. We thank you for loving us with an everlasting love. We thank you for accepting us. We thank you for choosing us. We thank you for liking us. We thank you that even though we give you countless reasons not to choose us, we keep finding reasons to say yes towards us. We keep finding reasons to qualify us. And we appreciate it. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for angelic assistance. We thank you for your word, which is light unto our feet and lamp unto our back. We thank you that we can call you our Father. And most importantly, we thank you that you call us your children. We pray that may Christ alone be exalted in our discussion tonight. In the name of our Lord Jesus, Amen. We thank God for this opportunity to continue our discussion. And we thank God that he has qualified us to see another 24 hours. And as long as he qualifies us to see another 24 hours, we are going to work the works of him who has qualified us. And we are going to complete his work. And one of the work he has given to us is to have discussions every week as he teaches us how to live our life as his children, as ambassadors, as his representatives in this world. And tonight we are continuing our series on for our learning. And tonight is the second um, episode. And our scripture where we are getting our title from is from Romans chapter 5, the verse number 14. It says that for whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our learning, that we through the patience and the comfort of the scriptures might have hope. For whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our learning, that we through the patience and the comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So Paul is making us understand that one of the reasons why God instructed the people of old to document their experiences, to document their dealings with him, one of the reasons why God told Moses to write the journeys of the Israelites, to write the, the journeys of the people in the wilderness, reasons why God told Joshua, God told Zachariah, God told Joel, God told Hagar. The reason why God inspired people to write their experiences was because God was giving us the past papers to life. God was giving us past questions that when we meet or we come onto this scene, we will have things that we can learn and so that we can successfully pass these exams. And we are looking at characters in the Bible or people that once lived whose life God allowed to be documented to teach us, to educate us, to inform us, to throw light onto our path. And last week we looked at a person called Mr. Judas Iscariot. And I said that I like people that much is not written about because it just draws my mind to the fact that there must be something worth writing about in the little that was inscribed about. Because some people that only a line or two or a chapter or a page or a few verses were written about them. For God to permit that this person's name or this person's life should be featured in the chronicles of scriptures for us us that those few sentences, those few passages, is really having an information that God wants us to know. And we learned about the information that God wants us to know. And our series is basically focusing on the things we are not to do. Because many a times we only focus on the things we are to do, 
But what we are not also supposed to do is very instructive. And I said that your love for God is not just seen by the things you like or by the things you do, but it's also seen by the things you say no to. And God praised the church in Revelations because they did not tolerate, did not tolerate the woman Jezebel. So God is not just pleased with us because of the things we say yes to. Because indirectly saying yes to God, or saying yes to God, sorry, is indirectly saying no to the world. But many of times, most of us say yes to God and say yes to the world. But God truly seems is teaching us things to flee from, things to escape from, things to take note of, so that when we encounter these situations, we can flee. So tonight, we are looking at an interesting woman. Hopefully, we'll be doing one man, one woman, one boy, one girl. <laughs> so let's see what God will teach us next week. But for tonight, we are looking at no other than the beautiful, astonishingly made queen. The first queen, <laughs> my, my, my raps are finished. But we are looking at no other than Queen Vashti. Queen Vashti. Unfortunately, she has suffered so much from the hands of preachers, but, uh, well, she caused it. So let's go to Esther chapter 1. And very few is written about her, but yet again, the few that was written about her is very instructive. So let's start from the verse 8. But the king command. The king's command, each guest was to allow to drink with no restriction. The king instructed all the wine stewards to serve each man what he wished. And this is one of the dreams that we will organize a banquet for everybody and there will be no limitation. We get there very soon. And this was a birthday party, it lasted for days. <laughs> In fact, when they finished the main one, he had another seven days crowning battle challenge. So let's see. On the verse 10, on the seventh day, King Xerxes was in high spirits from wine. He commanded the seven Enochs who served him, Memukan, Bitsa, Habona, Bigat, Abagath, Zetha, and Kadash, to bring before him Queen Vasti, wearing her royal crown, in order to display her beauty to the people and nobles, for she was lovely to look at. You see, for God himself to acknowledge the beauty of somebody, it tells us the beauty was supernatural. <laughs> the beauty was worth noticing. Not everybody is beautiful. Everybody is wonderful. But the Bible took extra care to note that Charlie Vasti was lovely to look at. Verse 12. But when the attendants delivered the king's command, Queen Vasti refused to come. Then the king became furious and burned with anger. Since it was the customary for the king to consult experts in matters of the law and justice, he spoke with the wise men who understood the times. One day, God will look at these seven men, and the reason why they are special is because they understood the times. Hopefully, our next prayer topic that we'll be doing for the year 2023, we will look at these people. They understood the times. So let's go. The verse 14. And the closest to the king, Hashina, Shetha, Admatha, Tashish, Messes, Omeris, Masina, and Mimukan, the same Mimukan, the seven nobles of Persia and Media, who had special access to the king and the highest in the kingdom. According to the law, what must be done to Queen Vashti? He asks, She has not obeyed the king Hexes, the command of King Hexes, that the Enochs have taken to her. Then Mimukan replied in the presence of the king and the nobles, Queen Vasti has done wrong. 
not only against the king, but against all the nobles and the people of the province of the king Xerxes, for the queen's conduct will become known to all the women, and so they will despise their husband and say, Saint Xerxes commanded the university to be brought before him, but she will not have. This very day, the Persians and the media women of nobility who have heard about the queen's conduct will respond to the king's nobles in the same way. There will be no end of disrespect and discord. Therefore, if it pleases the king, let an issue of royal decree and let it be written in the law of Persia and Media, which cannot be re repelled, that Vasti is never again to enter the presence of King Xerxes. Also, let the king give her royal position to someone who is better than she. Then when the king's edict is proclaimed throughout all his vast reign, all the women will respect their husband from the least to the greatest. Verse 21, the king and his nobles were pleased with this advice. So the king did as Memukan proposed. We bless God for the reading of his word. It's interesting that the only thing this woman said in the whole Bible was, I would not come. That's all she said. And all she did was that she did not come. <laughs> so we want to peruse what God wants us to learn from the statement and the action of the Queen Vashti, a beautiful woman to behold. And this story reminds me of all the lessons from this story. It is really an issue worth contemplating on. It's a very common issue that happens between people, between two groups of people. When people get to the point and the on one end, people feel like they are forgotten those who give them the opportunity. And to the other point, people feel like the fact that you give me the opportunity does not mean that I'm a slave to you, does not mean anything much. So we see somebody who was made a queen by someone. And now the person is asking you to come and show forth your beauty. And it's interesting. Let's look at what the queen was doing when um, she was asked to come to visit um, or come to display her beauty to the nobles. That is the same chapter one, the verse 19. Whilst the king was organizing his birthday party, look at what the Bible says in the verse 9. Also, firstly, the queen made a feast for the women in the royal house, which belonged to the king Xerxes. So whilst his husband was organizing the party to celebrate or his birthday party, she also gathered the women and they also celebrated the way she had a party for them. And it's interesting that the Bible noted that she organized the party in the castle or in the house that belonged to the king. The main crime of this woman, of this beautiful woman, that God does not want us to repeat, that God wants us to learn from, is do not seek evil independence. Do not seek evil independence. Do not forget him who through you became the queen. And as I was saying, that this is a very interesting topic because it is seen all over. It is seen between producers and their artists. So if there's a particular producer and he has a particular um, songwriter or artist and the person has gone to international levels, the person is not a big star. The person has a tendency to despise his producer or the manager thinking that, eh, I am the one that everybody knows. It's my name that they mention. 
It's my name that has been engraved in the stars. <laughs> I go on stage and move the crowds. But the artist forgets that when he or she was no one, it was this manager or this producer who took him or her, punished him or her, advised him or her, was always seeking for contracts, seeking for platforms, seeking for opportunities, seeking for chances for this guy or this lady to perform or minister or whatever. But at a point, the guy forgets that I believed in you, I invested in you. So that's a dead dilemma. And this same dilemma exists between even pastors and their associate pastors, or what we call senior pastors and their junior pastors. Senior, most senior pastors are nowadays, if I should say, afraid to give their pulpit to their junior pastors because they know that some of them in their hearts, when they get that platform, the things they would say and how they would use that platform or that pulpit would bring disrepute to them. Many churches have broken away because of associate pastors who abused opportunities that were given to them. So why not? There are many main pastors who will never allow their associate pastors or junior pastors to minister on a Sunday, not even need a prayer session. The best they can do is that, oh, maybe come and hold my Bible or when I'm when we are praying after a service, you come and back the prayers. This same issue exists between even churches and instrumentalists or artists. Maybe a particular worship singer used to minister during the praise and worship. And now this person has risen up to become a gospel artist, a huge gospel artist. And now when this gospel artist is being invited by the church who gave him the platform, he wants to maybe make a demand or a charge upon them. And the church goes like, ah, you when you do your praise and worship and you are burning the songs, we believed in you. We made you come to minister to us. We introduced you to God. He bought your first album. When you made your first album, we were the ones who bought it. We promoted your music. But right now, because you are no more young, you have forgotten where you came from. The same thing also exists, especially in Ghana, between the national team and our footballers. Because the, the handlers of the national team feel like playing for the national team is one of the biggest exposure you can get. So when they give you a winning bonus or they give you a certain amount of money, they are entitled to a certain amount because what you would get playing for the national team is bigger than any amount of money you pay. So some people, of course, begin to sell slots in the national team that if you want me to have links with the coach or with the technical managers or with the whatever, whatever. So whoever team you are playing for, you must pay me a certain amount of money to play for the national team. So you see all these things happening at various levels. And you see this same thing happen between a queen and a king. And God is teaching us that maybe you may be an artist, you may be an instrumentalist, you may be a junior pastor, you may even be a worker. And God is giving you a past paper that a time would come where you'd have to remember the people that God used. But in fact, you have to remember one, God, and two, the people that he used to give you the opportunity and the access you now have. Whilst the king was organizing the party, if there was anybody who should have been the head of the birthday planning committee, it should have been the queen. If there was anybody who should have been right by the king throughout the party, making sure that he, she is pleasing the king, because as, the, as we clearly read, this guy was in high spirits and we organizing parties where there's unlimitless wine. You as the queen must make sure that Charlie, you are holding your man down before some slim, small girl be, <laughs> comes to sweep him off your feet. 
But whilst the king was organizing his major event, the one person who should have been by his side was also organizing something else in the same building that was owned by the king. Evil independence. Many a times we forget. And forgetfulness is engraved in the human nature. And many a times we forget without even realizing we forget. Interesting, just this week, or the week that ended, one of the heads of the department came and was complaining bitterly about how time and time again he has brought people into the organization to be employed. People he met who were not really um, achieving much, if I should say, or who were in the beginning of their career. He brought them, gave them exposure. And when they had a year or two experience, they left banging their door. They left without acknowledging that, ah, you, when I saw you, when you are doing your small, small works, I came to give you this opportunity. I came to give you this work experience. And even if you want to leave, is this how you would leave? Even if you want to leave, would you leave accusing me? And he came complaining one day that one of the people who recently left claimed that he regretted accepting the offer that this guy gave him. And this head of the department was so bitter because in his heart or in his mind, he was saying that the new opportunity you have gotten, if you were not here, you would not have gotten that opportunity. Secondly, if you didn't have that experience that where you um, that experience that this organization have given you, you will not be qualified enough to make certain demands into the place you are coming. And he started giving us stories after stories of how several people he has helped to secure this job. After a year or two, they leave without even acknowledging that he played a key role in their life. And many a times this happens to us. Because we tell ourselves, I am the talented one. I have the talent. Uh, you, you didn't do anything. I'm the one who is singing. I'm the one who people knows. It is my name. I'm the brand ambassador. I'm getting so much contact. Forgetting that when you were singing, when you were playing, when you had your gift, you always had your gift. You always had the gift. But I made room for you with your gifts. And it is very important that we don't repeat the same mistake of Queen Vasti. This queen was organizing a party in the house that belonged to the king. The house was not even for you, or the castle where you organized your meeting was not even there, was not, was not even for you. And she failed to recognize that even the building she was under, the roof over her head, the reason why she was a queen was because a king came to marry her. And many a times we forget this important life lesson. She thought that because she was beautiful, she was entitled to have what she had, forgetting that it was the king accepting to marry her that placed value on her beauty. Because obviously she was not the most beautiful woman in the kingdom. But what made her beauty a standard in the kingdom was because she was the one that the king chose. And many a times we make this same mistake, especially when we grow <laughs> in our talents, when we grow and now we have that certificate, now we have that job, we have that recognition. We like to seek individuality. Many people, especially in the church, we want to have our own group. We want to be senior men and senior women. We display what we call individuality. That is, we like to distinguish ourselves from people that we are even in the same level as. Sometimes maybe in a church, we all go for a particular funeral or something, and they have organized a bus. But because we feel like, oh, we will all be squeezed or we will all be treated somewhere, we'll be like, no, I would like to go with my private car. 
Maybe we are going for a church camp and we are all sleeping in the big hall. Be like, no, I want to hire a guest house. My level don't change. I am now a lawyer. I am now an engineer. I am now a lecturer. I am now with this. I am now with that. Many of us seek to separate ourselves because we think that we are too big to fit into what everybody is doing. When the king was organizing the party, she had organized women empowerment seminars, evil independence. If there was anyone to stand by the king on his birthday, it should have been the queen. But she was nowhere to be found. And tonight, God allowed this story to be documented for us, for us to learn that we need to acknowledge God and the people that he blesses us through. The gift that has made you so pompous, the academic brilliance that has given you um, funding opportunity, that has given you that scholarship, that has given you that opportunity to travel, it was given to you by God. And it'd be surprising how many of us disregard the investment of God in our lives. But now God literally has to beg us before he can get us to use the things he has given us for his service. We forget the people through which God placed that burden for us on their hearts. People who gave us the opportunity. People who said yes to us when everybody said no to us. People who saw what God deposited in us. And now we bring that too big to flow with everybody. The second lesson that God wants us to learn from Queen Vasti was that, was that your position should not make you forget the function of that position. Especially as Africans, we are more consumed with positions and titles than the function of that position and that title. So people think, people forget that the reason why you have been made a leader is because a group of people have entrusted the resources, if let's say a president of a country or a leader of a country or a society, the people have entrusted the resources of that country, of that organization into your hands. And the trust is that you would always take decisions to the best interest of the people. But soon after, or not long after we have given that position, we forget that that position is for us to function, not to just enjoy the benefits of the position. Queen Vasti forgot that you are the queen, and you are the queen to a king. That is your purpose. You are a queen to the king. You are not a queen to be organizing meetings at the expense of when the king meets you. And soon after she forgot that the position of queen that she was enjoying had a function to play. And for many of these functions, there's a memorial. You are supposed to go for occasions, you are supposed to grace occasions. And in God, you are supposed to give speeches and give addresses with respect. Now the king is demanding your service. But come and display your beauty. She said, let her wear a royal crown and let her come and show forth her beauty. But she said, no, I would not come. If you see the way people forget why they are in positions, and if you see the way people think that just because they occupy a certain position, they are entitled to respect and honor. What we should acknowledge in people is their wisdom. And I love what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 19. Wisdom is justified by her children or wisdom is proved by her deeds. The reason why you deserve honor, the Bible says that, um, and those who labor among you are worthy of double honor. It is your labor 
that qualifies you for double honor. It is not your position. So you see somebody, that is why Ghanaians generally are also obsessed with educational credentials. So you see somebody who has two master's degree, has several short courses, certificates, has done Coursera course, has done this training, has done that training, and the person feels so inflated that the person sees him or herself too big to roll up their sleeves and get to work when they are working in an organization. They feel like their position or their academic credential qualifies them. But what they fail to realize that it is your works that should speak for you, not your position. That's why, for example, in Ghana, it's so sad. But for me in particular, if I, if I should go for any of those leadership conferences or seminars they do, I am not interested in the people, the positions of the people that are coming. Because many people are in leadership positions that know nothing about leadership and that doing nothing regarding leadership just because of their affiliation to maybe a particular political party or a particular organization they are giving position so you can look and you see somebody eh, he was the board of the board or the board chairman of so and so he was a member of so and so he has served as the ceo of so and so the executive that the person has served in several state institutions but throughout the person's service in those state institutions, there is nothing worth pointing out that we can say that when this person was the chairman or when this person was in the board, the company made a profit. This state institution moved from this to that. There is nothing substantial about a person's leadership. The only thing you can say is that the person served two years as a board chairman. Then the person was given three years as a deputy minister. From that, he was given one year as a this. But there is no proof for the person's works. So when you come to Ghana, or when you, whenever you go to a particular region, the state of the region is the demonstration of the wisdom of the leaders. So if you go to a place where what is supposed to be a road, there are more potholes in the road than the quota, is a demonstration of the person's wisdom. That is why when Queen Vasti went to visit Solomon, the Bible said that after the end of the visit, there was no longer breath found in her because of what she saw. When she saw the way even the maids were dressed and were organized, she said, no, what's the stories I heard? They didn't even tell me half. When she saw how organized Solomon was, how detailed Solomon was, when she saw the works of excellence produced by Solomon, he said, Charlie, what I heard about you was half. Because wisdom is justified by her children. But unfortunately, many of us are just obsessed with degrees. You call yourself a sister, so there are no works for you. An engineer, a lawyer, what are your works? Remember, what God weighs you is your works. So this woman forgot her as the queen. She had a function to perform as a queen and she was just obsessed about enjoying the privileges of being a queen and she refused to do the function of being a queen which is to wear her royal crown and in special occasions like this she's to make her presence felt those of you those type of personal gymnastics appointed that's why unfortunately in Ghana people are appointed several positions that they can serve there for five years, four years, and all you can see that they have left behind 
our debts upon debts upon debts. May God make us leaders whose works prove our leadership. May we not just be hungry for positions, hungry for titles. And you see, these people, they are the ones who demand respect. They demand privileges. They demand things the most. That's why Jesus said that when you go to an occasion, go for the least seat. And you see, the people who do nothing, when they come to occasions, they want the highest seat, they want the highest recognition. But if you are a leader, who would your work speak for you when you enter an occasion? Everybody will know exactly. You are supposed to be in front of not at the back here with us, but Queen Vasti forgot this. And God is saying that all the things we should learn, so that when we meet it in the when we meet it in the exams room of life, we can easily pass. That our position, whatever position God gives you, is for us to work, is for us to function, not just to occupy that position. The last thing about Queen Vasti, as I said last week. From everybody, you are believing God that you get three things to learn from every person. The last thing you can learn from Queen Vasti was that the Bible said that seven people were sent to the queen. And when all the seven of them went, she said, I will not come. She said, I will not come. Let's look at James chapter 3, the verse number 17. James chapter 3, the verse number 17. And it says that, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and this is the point you are looking at, easy to be entreated. Easy to be entreated. James was making a distinguish between, um, or differentiating between the wisdom of God and devilish wisdom or earthly wisdom. And one of the qualities of the God kind of wisdom is that the God kind of wisdom is easily entreated easily entreated. They sent seven people to you and seven people could not convince this beautiful woman to wear her royal crown and come to the king's order. Seven noble men. Noble men. These were not ordinary men. These were noble men, the highest of the kingdom. The highest of the kingdom. They were apart from the king. There was nobody else above these people. And seven of them could not convince this lady to honor the king's request. What God wants us to learn is that stubbornness has a price. And the price of stubbornness is that your place will be given to another. So generally, we can see that Queen Vasti demonstrated foolishness because we have seen three things about wisdom. That one, wisdom does not forget the people through whom you rose to the top. Wisdom does not forget the people through whom you are standing upon. Wisdom does not forget that it is your works that justifies your position. Your children are a proof of you. And the last thing about wisdom is that you should be easily to be entreated. No wonder the Bible says that stubbornness is equal to witchcraft. And it is true. Because the most people can be so stiffed neck and stubborn, it's as though they are possessed. And truly they are. It's as though they have been intoxicated with demons eh, that they cannot be entreated. And seven people have come to you. Obviously, an authentic book will not give you reasons enough on why you should accept the king's command. When you read the book of Proverbs, one of the most frequent words or frequent phrases you see is that my son, take heed to advice. Many of us cannot be spoken to. Many of us cannot be entreated. 
many of us are stubborn and stiff the neck. God has been speaking to you, speaking to you, speaking to you, speaking to you. He has sent people to speak to you. And still, you have been stealing it. Still, you are saying, I would not come. And whenever you are being stubborn, remember the story of this beautiful woman. Remember the story of this beautiful woman. And flee from it. Wisdom is easily entreated. Wisdom is easily entreated. How easy are you to be approached by people? Is it? I think I shared on this on, on the podcast that I've had several friends who I knew or I thought that our friendship was real. So I could easily pick up the phone and in the conversations when we have been discussing, oh, I think that you should not have done this or you should not have done that. Or I remember this particular instance, we are doing something and I told the person that I know you need this particular help. We can help you. But the cost of helping you, you may be unable to pay back. So instead of it being instant, let's make it gradual. So that as we are helping, we are also building capacity. As we are helping you, so that at the end, the amount or what you need to pay back will be very minimal. But the person felt so angry. And the person was displeased by my advice. And that was the last I heard from the person. Because the person felt like, hey, I do not believe in my vision. You do not believe in my dream. You do not believe in my destiny. And when I make it, I'll come and tell, I'll give a story of how people did not believe in me. But this was someone who could not be easily entreated and was angry. Remember Judas, he was bitter when Jesus rebuked him. How do you respond to correction? Are you somebody God would take delight in speaking about? And you remember in the Old Testament about, I think, um, Jacob. After I think Diana was revealed also, and three of the sons went to um, deceive the Philistines also, that will circumcise themselves and they got to marry a daughter. And when they had circumcised themselves and they were weak, the three sons also went into the camp and they killed all of them. And the Bible made a statement that from that moment onward, Jacob no longer spoke about those three sons again. And that's a very deadly stage to be. When God, in quotes, does not talk your matter again, Never get to that point where God doesn't want to speak to you again. When you can't hear God's voice. That's why I'm always glad when the Holy Spirit rebukes me. I like it so much because it's an indication that God still considers me as his child. And we did this when we were doing the study, Why the Wilderness? That if God rebukes you, he considers you as his child. But for some of us, I'm sure God is afraid to correct us because he knows that you will come up with a plethora of reasons why we are right. I'm sure by this time the queen was telling the other women that, hey, see, this is what I'm teaching you. See this king, he's going to drink and he's, and he's drunk and he said, I should come and show my classy body. And who does he think I am? Does he think I'm a cheap woman? I have three PhDs. I'm the head of civil association of Ghana. I'm the head of this. I'm the head of that. I have all these things. I should go and wear a crown and come and display my beauty to drunkards. Who does it, does it think it is? And you could see that the women were saying, yeah, 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 go queen, go queen. But little did she know that she will sleep a queen and the next morning she will wake up a normal person. May that never be our story. May you be easy to speak with. May you be easy to be entreated. May you not be stubborn people. May you know that God can easily bend and bend. I remember a friend was talking about Abraham. That look at it, Abraham had only had go and kill your son. By now, they will not have been Jews. And most often than not, God never tells us the full instruction. 
Because God wants to see how easily bendable we are. So he even told the prophet Samuel that go and anoint one of the children of Jesse. Why didn't God tell him that it is David we are going to anoint? No, God doesn't tell you the whole story. So he made Samuel get to the place before he said, okay. And that was, by the time he got, Samuel now assumed already that, oh, it's with this guy. And after he tried two times and he failed, then God said, okay, you have not come to me. It is the guy in the bush. It's the same thing with Abraham. He said, go and kill your son. If Abraham had no head, when the angel said, hey, don't kill your son, by now it would have been a different story. God will always see how easy to be entreated we are, how malleable we are, how bendable we are. Some of us are so stiff-legged. So stiff-legged. We are not easily bendable, especially for ladies. We are not easily bendable. Please don't come and attack me. Men too, we are also stiff-legged in our own ways. But may we be easily bendable. May we never forget these lessons. And this story about Vasti was written for us, for our learning. And I would like to end on this note. That you see, these things, or truth, is a very narrow path. It's a very narrow path. Immediately you take one step outside of truth, you have entered into error. It's a very thin line between confidence and arrogance. It's a very thin line between wisdom and foolishness. And tonight, God has given us three keys for wisdom. That wisdom remembers. Wisdom is proved by her works. And wisdom is easily to be entreated. We want to just spend some time in prayer. That Father, may we stay on the narrow path of wisdom. May we not be wise in our own eyes. This is the God kind of wisdom. Father, we pray that you will grant us this God kind of wisdom. The wisdom that remembers and acknowledges people that gave us opportunities. The wisdom that acknowledges and remembers people that invested in us, people that believed in us, people that said yes to us. Wisdom that always remembers that we are a queen because there is a king. Wisdom that always remembers that we are enjoying the covering of people. That is why it's a grave crime to dishonor parents because without parents, you will not have existed in the first place. That is why God treats parenthood so highly because without a parent, a child can never exist. Father, we pray for this kind of wisdom that we will not forget the people who made us queens. We will not forget the people who gave us their palace, who gave us the opportunity in the name of our Lord Jesus. Father, we pray for wisdom that we would invest in our works. We will not be obsessed about titles, about positions, about about our brand and rather invest in paying the price, rather invest in rolling up our sleeves and getting to work, rather invest in proving our wisdom by our function, by working, by burning the midnight candle. The Bible says that my father worked up until now, even so do I work. May be leaders that work for the good of the people. May be leaders that work for the people that entrusted the resource into us. Father, we pray that it will be easy to be entreated. Hey, even Solomon, even though he was a king, he was able to listen to his mother's advice. So in Proverbs 31, it's about a mother advising the king. He said, hey, many women have destroyed kings and have come to their ruin. Even though we may be King Solomon's, may we still be malleable, may we still be entreated that we can listen to the advice of our mothers. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you for this past paper to life that you have given us a book, you have given us questions, answers to questions that life will throw at us. And we pray, thanking you for the Holy Spirit who will bring these truths into our remembrance. 
so that when we face the issue of being forgetful, the issue of being obsessed about position and titles and honor, not works. When we get to that place, when we forget to be easily entreated, may the Holy Spirit bring these things to our remembrance. We thank you that these words you have given to us are a proof of your love for us. For everyone who you consider your child, you trust him. We thank you. We bless your name. And we commit ourselves into your hands. Keep on working on us. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. God bless you all so much. And we thank God for teaching us each and every week. And we are believing God for grace to be doers of his work. We see you again next week, even as we look at another interesting story, another interesting chronicle that God has for us to teach us on how to live life. See you next week. And remember, we are still giving God our very best and we are owing no man nothing but a lie. See you next week and bye-bye.